Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Be Inspired audience. Welcome to our program today. We are here, I am here, at Joanne Moy's studio in Skipack, Pennsylvania. And having conversation with Joanne in her studio is just very inspiring. And um, I believe, Joanne, tell me a little bit about the studio here at Skipack. How long has it been operational? My studio itself, or do you mean the... the Whatever you'd like to share. Well, the barn was built... I think in the early 70s. Okay. <laughs> um, so my studio, the space that we're sitting in right now, I've had this space as my own since January of last year. Okay. So right before the pandemic started. Okay. I moved in and started um, just creating and just doing as I wished. <laughs> well, that was a happy thing. I started this podcast about the same time that you started this studio. Oh, and, okay. Uh, it's just been so much fun and such a blessing to be able to meet with people in this way and share, you know, things about the people I meet with a greater audience because the pandemic has kept so many of us yes. locked down. But your studio here, uh, you represent a variety of different artists. How many artists are here in this location? Well, I'm the only studio, I'm the only person that works in the studio. Okay. But we do have a gallery in the front that we have about 15 artists. Okay. That we show their work. Um, that gallery was a pop-up. Um, the beginning of February, we found that we had an empty space. And the owner of the building said, um, you know, why don't you pull together some artists and we'll make a gallery happen. And so we made a gallery happen. And it's really, really charming. I recommend my audience you know, stop in to see it. It's at 4010 West Skipback Pike. Is that yes. right? Yes, and the gallery is called Green Wolf 4010 Gallery. <laughs> and it is charming, and the art here is truly inspirational. But let's talk more about your particular inspirations. In our conversation, you started out not as an artist uh, in your career, um, you started out in college as a biology a major. Biology that, major. How did that happen? Well, I always did well in science in in high school, and I was definitely interested in, you know, just life and how it happens and how things work and how it all comes together. Um, I grew up with a single mom, and she always encouraged me um, to do something that was going to make money right? <laughs> more than, um, you know, doing what I wanted to do. Gotcha. So I had always spent my free time painting or drawing or 
making sculptures, weaving and sewing. And um, I was also involved in theater in high school. Um, so when it came time to apply to colleges and what I thought was going to be my, my lifelong career, science seems to be the answer more so than art. So after, um, after a few months of being away at college and studying biology, I realized I wasn't happy. Even though I was doing well academically, I just wasn't happy and it wasn't a fit. So I um, found Drexel University had a graphic design program and I applied and got accepted and started there the following year. That's awesome. So did you pursue then graphic design? I did. I, um, I, I received a major, then I graduated in 1995 with a Bachelor of Science in Graphic Design. Um, it wasn't just design classes that we took though, it was also fine art classes. We took performance classes and painting and sculpture and you wouldn't guess what all was involved in learning how to design. Um, so now it was all very exciting. Let me ask you this. Our gallery director, Susan Bebeck. Who I've met. Yeah. Did um, spend a career in graphic design also and really was at the forefront of Macintosh computers. Were you? Yes. Um, the computers were just starting out. Yes. That year, um, when I got to Drexel, it was 1991, and my mom, being strapped for money, bought me a um, Macintosh Classic, which could run the design program. I, I believe it was Quark, maybe it was PageMaker back then, but um, it could handle the program, but it wasn't very robust. <laughs> it was really more of a fish tank than yes. a computer. Yeah. Um, well, my son was involved in that too, and I remember the ideations of the computer or the iterations of the computer along the way that they got more and more robust and could handle different applications yes. and so forth. So you were in graphic design for a number of years? I, before became, you... I was an art director for about 20 years. Wow. Um, I'm not doing the math very quickly. <laughs> um, it's, I graduated in 95, like I said, so it's, I guess it's... Well, you made yeah. the transition then, finally, now, to being a full-time artist. Is that right? I am a full-time artist. Um, Talk about your work. Thank you. Um, so, over the past year, I've done many different styles, um, and I don't want to nail myself down to one particular of course. genre. Um, I've really enjoyed doing landscapes, particularly um, when there's brilliant colors in the sky um, and highlights and shadows coming across a field. That just entices me to lay that all out on canvas. Um, the other thing I enjoy doing is some abstract figures. I've noticed that, yes. Yes, in fact, the piece that we had at Studio B was really intriguing, and people were, people were, were really engaged with that piece, wondering what the young woman was doing until they realized she was in a yoga stance. Yes, that was the um, yep. that piece is called Eagle in the Woods, and that was inspired by a biophilia contest. Um, so my thought behind that was, with biophilia, it's how your um, 
becoming one with nature, how your body becomes one with nature. And the way that her arms and legs were intertwined with a tree behind her and the branches of the tree and of nearby trees were also overlapping and intertwining. And I sort of wanted to merge her with the background of the forest. That And she really became one with Joanne, I love that. And did you say, there's a word for that? It's called biophilia. Biophilia. Becoming one with nature. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking with another artist, Jolie Shylap, uh, in the past couple of days, and she too, I don't know if you know her, but she too is very much a biophilist. Okay. <laughs> She's right. very much into, she too was a biology major. Okay and is now in an artist that right. tries to meld them. Yes, and actually the painting that's on my easel behind me yes. also is doing that. And it wasn't my intention when I started this painting. I was inspired to do this painting based on um, an ad that I saw flipping through a magazine. It was an ad about um, a teenage girl hugging her mom and they were both very emotional um, and I had started painting it and I, it was becoming too realistic. I wanted it to be more abstract and have something more have expressionist. More, yes. Um, so I've had this plant at home that is dying and it just keep, continues to sit on the shelf and I continue <laughs> to look at it. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I said, that's the answer to the painting. That's what that painting needs. I need to have the dead plant, the roots coming out of the girl's head. And the, um, the concept that's behind it is, and the, the girl is just crying and the mom is very upset. And the, my thought is that the mom is saying to her, what's happened, baby girl? Even the girl is an early teenager, about the same age as my daughter, about 12, I, from the from the, her facial features, she looks like she's about 12. And, um, you know, I still think of my 12-year-old as a baby. and Of course. She's just, um, you know, so it's with the, this dead plant coming out of her head and the mom saying, baby girl, what's happened? Like, what's, so it's what's happened, not just to you, but what's happened to our earth? And what's happened, like, why are we dying? Wow. <laughs> That's a pretty heavy concept. <laughs> So, you don't just do pretty pictures. Sometimes I do. But sometimes <laughs> I do like to get into more um, reason behind the picture. That was one of the things that we were always taught in graphic design, is you don't just pick something because it looks nice. You pick it, there has to be a reason for even, like, in, um, in designing an ad for a pharmaceutical company, a lot of them you'll see a lot of these ads are blue and it's it's actually not just because blue is a pretty color mm -hmm. it's because people find safety in the color blue interesting and so so many things were blue that <laughs> we, you would often get them all mixed up but um so i i do so i do sometimes like to do things just because they look pretty um, and everybody enjoys having a pretty 
picture on their wall for sure. Not just a couch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of times people do buy my art and hang it above their couch, which mm -hmm. is fine. But I also like to do things that have sort of a reason behind them. Um, and I have, I think it's this one here. I did this one. Well, we can't, we're on a um, recording, but Jane can see it. It's an image of an abstract man and a woman, and she has her arm kind of wrapped around his neck. Um, but they are, they're, a, they're, they're an interracial couple, but one's not white and one's not brown. Like, they're, they're purples and they're blues and they're, right. they're all different, and their they're colors are just intertwining and they're overlapping and they're getting mixed up and it's, and I, I wanted to, in doing this, I wanted to say something that we're, it doesn't matter what color we are, we're just all one. Human race. We're all human. That's um, really lovely. And I will certainly take a photo <laughs> of this piece and put it up with, on Facebook with our promotional piece that advertises this uh, podcast episode. Thank you. Really, really lovely. Really lovely. And there are more abstract figures around expressing. I see, you know, I see uh, it looks like a mother holding a child and um, yes. another figure that doesn't look terribly happy. So that one is based on a um, mummy, a Chapoyan mummy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I actually have that one's a tiny version of a larger one that I have. Um, in March, I guess it, maybe it was the beginning of April of the pandemic. So okay. in April 2020, um, I came across this image of a Peruvian mummy. And I had done, I had always done sketches of the Peruvian mummies. I had always just been interested in just how their arms and legs sort of finding find their position in death and I don't know how they just sort of sit for all these bazillions of years until we find them and so I um you know with the pandemic it was it was just sort of fitting that I would paint this Peruvian mummy um and I've I've really gotten a lot of interesting comments on her um it's in, in a way like the the painting has some bright colors in it um and so in a way it's it's sort of sar sarcasm like people are like oh my god i can't get my hair done oh i'm, I'm gonna die i can't get to the you know i can't get, get to the spa i can't get my nails painted yeah. I, I, you know well but the the expression on her face is so distraught and I, I've experienced depression myself but nothing I know that my mental state is you know nothing compared to what many people have gone through with um, PTSD you know yes um, either experiencing childhood trauma or coming back from a war many people um, have deep trauma deep trauma that you know and it just carries them through and they they struggle so for some people i think the expression on the peruvian mummy's face is very real um yeah. so 
it's 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 just a struggle. Have you been to Peru? No, I've never been out of the United States. <laughs> and actually. it's so funny because this at a year ago today, my son was flying back from Peru, and his plane flight was at eleven fifty nine p.m. At midnight, they closed the country for the <gasps> pandemic. I mean, driving here, I was reminiscing right. my mental state at this point Yes, a year ago, which was panic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And when I relive that now, it's like, oh, my God, how did I keep myself together? Thank God he made it help. <laughs> I know. Yes. Well, now, I know you don't like to label yourself, and I know you don't want to put yourself in one particular genre or or content but where do you see your art going what, are, do you see more of these expressionists uh, or, or paintings that that reflect the humanity and 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 the struggles we're going through do you see that I you're do, doing it? I do um, the body of work that is my abstract figures I I'd like to call them abstract humanity yes um, so that's actually a category on my website where you can see all these different um, excellent images and some of them are still happy pictures to look at um one of my favorites is um out front in the gallery um it's very bright colors and it's just a simple outline of a woman with her hand up to her face that it's broken up into bright pinks and oranges and violets and it just it has a a happy feeling to it um so i don't want to be have everything be distraught right well yeah <laughs> but well, i just i want to make yeah some sort of um defining imagery where people recognize my abstract work as being specific to me okay um, a signature style i do i want i want to have a signature style which kind of contradicts what I was saying, that I don't want to nail myself down to one thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm still figuring that out. Well, your signature style is your versatility. How's that? That works. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, just this is really fascinating, and what a story you have to tell from your beginnings in biology to now, which you're really kind of getting back into the human form and some sort of biological direction, yes. it seems to me. And I will really look forward to the progression of your art and how your a variety of signature styles comes to be. Thank you so much for Thank joining you, us on the Be Inspired podcast today. And I'm going to take lots of photos. You can see them on Studio B's Facebook page. Thanks Thank again, Joanne. Thank you. It was wonderful speaking with you. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. 
This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.